As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. So, welcome in. Making the Green Fantasy Football Podcast. Got Uncle Tony, crazy legs. What's going on? And we're here to talk a little fantasy football. Hello! Welcome to another podcast, Making the Green Fantasy Football. It's Uncle Tony. I'm here with Crazy Legs. What's happening, Crazy Legs? Nothing much. What's going on? Oh, man. Living the dream. Tonight is a big night for us. We're starting those ever-popular rankings episodes and i just want to say this about rankings we're going to go through rankings here for different positions over the next few over the next few episodes but take these with a little bit of a grain of salt and take it as your baseline i don't know some of you guys out there like to mess your baseline up not uncle tony though but i'm telling you these are your baselines and as we go over the next next couple of weeks, we get closer to draft day. That's when you're going to want to start to say, okay, this strategy, I'm going to pick these guys here. This strategy, I'm going to pick these guys here. And uh, it'll really help you out. But here's here's where we're fixing your baseline. And uh, and hopefully Dr. Lift can keep that keep that to himself. So um, all right. Well, before we get into rankings, though, we want to start with a little a little camp news. And Jake, what do you got for us? Yeah, so not much going on, even with preseason starting up this past weekend since we last um, hopped on here. So uh, just a few things I wanted to note for the fans out there uh, to really keep in mind. Um, big thing that happened over the weekend that gave everybody a scare, especially Jets fans, is that Zach Wilson uh, seemed to have a non-contact injury and go down uh, during his preseason game. Um, he is scheduled to have surgery tomorrow on his knee. It's the same knee he had the ACL tear last year. Um, so they'll know more when they get in there, but right now they're thinking it's a bone bruise or a meniscus tear. If, and if that is truly the case, they're saying a two to four week recovery period. I'm, I lean more towards the four weeks, but basically the, basically that just tells me they're hoping to have him ready to go week one, but he's obviously done for the rest of preseason. Um, so that's big for them getting that chemistry going with Garrett Wilson. So maybe Elijah Mitchell, um, or Elijah, uh, more, uh, yeah. gets a bump up. Yeah. Um, just having the chemistry already in place from last yeah. year. Um, hey, and hey, wasn't that his knee from last year? He had a hurt knee last year, and this is the same knee, right? Same knee, I believe, for okay. the ACL tier, yeah. That's something to look um, out for. Yeah. And then some other news from the preseason games. Uh, Damian Pierce, uh, running back out of Houston, who you normally wouldn't think would be kind of any news, but uh, he had five carries at four nine yards. Looked like the clear ex- best back and most explosive back in that backfield. So – if you can get a starting running back for any NFL team late in a draft, because he's going very late, uh, I I could foresee him taking over the Marlon Mack job if he continues that pace and Marlon Mack continues to show no explosiveness like he does. 
So, but it is worth noting Mac did start the game and got the first carries. Um, and then the only other thing I wanted to mention was George Pickens seems to be gaining tons of momentum um, with the Steelers uh, at a training camp, but also showed it in their preseason game with five targets for three catches, 47 yards, including a 26-yard TD in the corner of the end zone. He looks like a true red zone threat for sure, being that third wide receiver already listed as the starter, one of the starters for them. Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool weren't in the game, um, but we already saw Chase Claypool struggle last year. Uh, and Deontay Johnson is not a red zone threat like Pickens is. So if he could solidify himself in the red zone, that's big points and then just keep going up from there. So I like him a lot. There you go. Good news. And I'll say this about uh, preseason games. And this weekend, it's always fun to watch them. Uh, I don't know of anybody that ever watches a whole preseason game, but uh, unless you just got nothing to do and you ran out of money to play the slot machines in the casino, but uh, take these take these first few games as they are a, a chance for everybody to get out there in these new colors and and see themselves out on the field and wave at mom and dad. But the big games for preseason, I think you'll see here in these next uh, week two and and some for week three when you'll start to see the established depth chart uh, come together. Uh, like Damian Pierce, the, a great first game, but uh, we'll see if Marlon Mack plays a whole half and uh, this next week, and then we'll see really see if Damian Pierce how he's doing. But pay attention to these next week. These next week preseason games, uh, that's where your sleepers will start to show up if they're playing even more. Guys that are playing third, fourth quarter and scoring a lot of points, you got to be careful of because I know Sam Erlinger is not going to be the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. So, uh, anyway, no no offense to any Texas Long – well, maybe some offense to Texas Longhorns if you're out there. But, uh, uh, anyway, but thanks, thanks, Crazy Legs, for that update. And uh, what do you say we, uh, we jump into these rankings? Let's hop into it. All right. Well, we're going to start with uh, what has always been the premier position in fantasy football. Uh, it has a tarnish on it these these uh, last few years with some of the changes, and that's the running back position. Uh, if you can get a guy at the top of this list that's a true three-down back, and there are very few of them, get them. They always go high, but uh, there's, a, there's a lot of them out there that aren't, and, and you really got to work through them. And they can still win you championships. They can still make that green if you get the right running back in uh, that fifth, sixth, eighth round. So, um, so Jake, what we're going to do tonight on these rankings, and just to let everybody know, uh, we're going we're gonna to try to get through your starters and, and, and high reserves tonight. And we do it by what's called tiers, in case you guys aren't aware of what that means. So we've we've ranked, and our rankings come from really a conglomerate of multiple different places. And and you may see a little bit of difference out there with CBS or ESPN or Matthew Berry and his his new gig at Peacock, uh, or um, you know now Field Yates with his his number one position there at the Espen. But uh, this is a conglomerate of those. There may be a little bit of difference, but this really sets your baseline of, of what you want to do moving forward. And so uh, we'll give you your tiers, and there may be some shifts in between those. But remember, that's where the value breaks are. And the value breaks is what makes the difference when you're trying to win that championship. So let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Well, I'm going to give these uh, running backs uh, – out there and then uh jake and i will talk about them a little bit and and pluses minuses we may have a little bit of a disagreement we may have set that up (laughs) a couple of (laughs) podcasts ago that uh, we're going to have some disagreements but that's that's all right so to me there's there is a true 
first tier for running backs, and that's the top top two, and that's uh, Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey, CMC. Uh, I think there's no doubts in anyone's mind that these are the top two running backs uh, that you can take out there, and and then we'll we'll sneak in at what I would call the one A. Uh, I wouldn't take him with the first draft pick, but if the first those two are gone, this is the next one up, and that's Austin Eckler for the Los Angeles Chargers, and so. Taylor McCaffrey and Eckler. So that's really your tier one, one A. Uh, Jake, what do you got to say about that? I definitely agree with the tier one there. Um, I think CMC and Jonathan Taylor have proven themselves. Jonathan Taylor last year, Christian McCaffrey the last three years or four years even maybe just dominance before being hurt the last couple of years. So both of them have proven they can be finished as the number one overall running back. Uh, They're both the staples of both of their team's offenses. So you know the volume is going to be there. Both still young. Chris McCaffrey is still young. Jonathan Taylor for sure is still young. Uh, I lean Jonathan Taylor as the number one overall pick just because of the sheer uh, reliability, I think, from last year and, and CMC coming off those two injuries. But boy, with CMC, I think his ceiling is still higher than Jonathan Taylor just because of the sheer athletic ability he's able to do with the ball in his hand um, and getting peppered so much in targets. Your, Jonathan Taylor is not going to be able to keep up with him in receptions this year if uh, Christian McCaffrey isn't going to have a full healthy season. Um, so I definitely like those two at the top of my tiers. They're safe. I think they're the the number one picks for sure. And then I'm not a big, like, throwing A's and B's around. Uh, so I have Eckler <laughs> in my tier two. Um, okay. I, I think, and I keep, I put him in tier two, and we'll get to my tier twos, but one one common theme, I think, with my tier two guys is – they have the ability for sure to finish as the number one overall running back. That's definitely in the in the realm for them. But I think it's just a little riskier for them to finish there or just less likely. And that's probably more going to be based on either that they are not a full rushing and receiving threat or that they're not going to have as huge of a volume as those top two guys. Um, things like that. So, But we'll get into those guys a little later. But yeah, I have Austin Eckler in tier two, uh, but definitely Taylor and McCaffrey sitting up at the top. That's a good. Uh, that's a good perspective there, Jake. On that, yeah. Anything in tier two, you expect that they could be uh, a top, the top running back, but you don't. It's not probable. And so I'll say, I'm going to ask this question: If Christian McCaffrey hadn't been hurt the last two seasons, would there be any doubt that he would be the number one pick? No, I, I think he would for sure be the number one pick. And I've, and obviously, I would, and this is how I would do everything with my rankings, no matter the position. You're going to rank it based on them playing a full season. Now, obviously, you can cake in previous hit injury history. I, I, would, I would be more likely to only put that in there if it's been multiple years of injuries. If it's just been one injury... I'm not that could be a freak thing. You just don't know. But McCaffrey's had issues multiple years in a row now. So that that thought is in the back of your mind. And it's enough to definitely not want to mess up that first overall pick. Okay, I got you there. I I wouldn't uh, disagree with that. There's you know what the best ability is, right? Availability. Availability. (laughs) And so that's where a CMC loses to Jonathan Taylor. Uh, But I will say this. Uh, normally after a running back has a 300 plus, uh, carry season, we normally see not a steep drop off in most cases, but you see a little bit of drop off. Taylor could still have a drop off from last year's production and still be a top three running back and would, and would definitely be consistent for you. So I, no doubt I agree. There. 
I agree. I think I think Taylor has the the smallest range of outcomes, meaning like I don't foresee him maybe going below the fifth running back overall. And number one is for sure a higher probability than that. Mm-hmm. Where CMC, if fully healthy, I don't see him going below maybe three. Um, yeah. And so that's that's the big deal. CMC, I think Taylor's going to be more consistent, but CMC could blow up and win you every week, possibly if fully healthy. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the big that's the, that's the big deal with him. So. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about tier two, and we'll we'll include Austin Eckler in this since uh, okay. Crazy Legs uh, won that won that discussion. <laughs> and so here's your tier two guys. You've got Eckler, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Davin Cook, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, and Alvin Kamara. Most recently who it was stated is not going to have a hearing until at least the end of September and probably not until 2023. So we're going to make an assumption that he is uh, he is risk-free from the legal standpoint for 2022. So anyway, there's your that's a that's a good tier. It's a very strong tier to uh, running backs. Uh, most of those guys in there are three-down uh, three down, three down uh, specialists. I think a couple of them are borderline there. But uh, – Jake, who stands out for you there in those in those three through nine in that second tier? Who stands out for me the most, obviously, is at the top, Austin Eckler. We just got done talking about him, but uh, I'll just go into why I guess he's not tier one, which is, explains why he's at the top of tier two. Uh, he finished as an RB3 last year, which is right where we have him ranked in that tier two. Um, I think the biggest key difference here, though, is um, he's in a great, great offense, but I don't. He's not the he's not the guy. They have Keenan Allen. They have Mike Williams. Justin Herbert's going to throw even more probably this year as he gets more um, deeper into his experience with the league. Um, so I and then I think last year was also slightly a bit of a of a freak thing with his backups being injured. He's playing more goal line, more inside that five yard range. They drafted a nice big back and spiller. I think that's supposed to take off take that load from him. So they can have him for longer in his career. Um, so I do see some touchdown regression. I think he had 20 touchdowns or something crazy like that. Um, anyways, all this being said, these aren't like huge negatives. He's still going to be that top guy in tier two. Um, but he, that's those are my main reasons he's not in tier one. Um, but I agree with the Derrick Henry thing. I think he's back until he truly has a drop off that's not from a catastrophic injury. Uh, I'm going to keep him up there. Always going to keep him up there. Just kind of like the Tom Brady rule. You just you just keep him up there until he, until he proves yeah. you wrong. Um, there you it's go. A better, it's, it's just a better bet that way. That's right. Um, and I, yeah, I, I agree with Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, true um, three down backs. I think Joe Mixon doesn't get the love every year. I don't know why, especially with that offense. I predict him to being a top five scoring offense possibly this year. Um, so I love Joe Mixon still going at the back end of round one. Um, I think it's great value. Dalvin Cook's proven he can be a top three running back in this league um, from fantasy purposes. Najee is kind of at the bottom of that tier, I believe, with Alvin Kamara. I have Alvin Kamara ahead of him just because of the sheer receiving ability and explosiveness. Najee's going to be more of that high-volume reception guy, but not. I don't see a lot of 80-yard touchdowns coming from him yeah. um, like Kamara possibly could. So I think Kamara's just a little more explosive, especially with us now assuming he's not going to have the suspension this year. Um, but I actually cut it off after Najee. Najee is my last one. I'm going to leave out okay. Swift in Tier 2. Um, and I think that's just, again, from a sheer volume perspective, both great young running backs, but I like Najee's volume much more than Swift's and his usage with the Steelers. So, yeah, I agree with that. I think Swift is the is the more 
overall back, but Najee is definitely the one that you can he can give you twenty carries a game and 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 couple of touchdowns and and on games where you're not really doing that much a couple of those short yardage TDs can really save your save your matchup for the week so I think Najee is the guy that can do that I my dark horse here I I don't know if really dark horse I I think you heard heard me say that I really like the Minnesota Vikings this year and so Dalvin Cook same thing when healthy this dude can run a football he can catch yeah. a football, and there's nobody to challenge him for that starting position. Alexander Madison, like she said, is a true uh, handcuff. I really like Dalvin Cook to be one of those guys that can get into that top three. Uh, Eckler is not going to not necessarily be there, but he he just has such uh, explosive. Uh, ability and that's where he's going to be a big scorer. So I, I agree, all those guys are in that tier, and I, I'm I'm a little leery about Alvin Kamara, a little long in the tooth. I, I'm I could just as easily see him being in the tier three along with DeAndre and stopping that at, at with Najee. I, I could be in that, but I, I'm I think I still have Najee above Alvin just because of that. Now again, if time stands still. And Jameis Winston stays in the pocket upright. Uh, then I think he could. Uh, I think Alvin could be that guy again. But as we talked earlier, when we talked about the Saints, uh, I, I think Jarvis Landry is the worst thing that could ever happen to Alvin Kamara. And so I am gonna be ranking Alvin down a little bit uh, for as far as my rankings are concerned. So for me, Alvin kind of falls out of that down to that tier three especially when we'll talk about the guys that are in there. So that's that's what I'd say about that tier two. But uh, you you cannot go wrong with the guys at the top, Eckler, Henry, Mixon, and Cook. I think those are no-brainers. If, if somebody leaves you one of those guys and you're in the top of the second round, you better take them, man. <laughs> you're in second yeah. round with those guys. You better take them because that means somebody has leaned into Travis Kelsey – uh, and a bunch of wide receivers, and so go get him, go get him. No, I I agree, I agree on that, I agree on that. And I, I'll one thing I'll keep mentioning throughout this episode, and obviously later episodes when we get maybe into draft strategies and stuff like that. But this is why we love tier based drafting. Is so for instance, because for instance, Alvin Kamara, and this is probably caked more into the possible suspension looming. So I see this going up for sure. But his average draft position right now is the middle of the second. So mm-hmm. you're you you could possibly combine any of these guys with him at the, at the middle of the second. Where we're we're debating Alvin Kamara and Najee here, but to get Najee, you're drafting him first round at the back end probably, which is what his ADP shows. Mm-hmm. Where Alvin, you're getting in the middle of the second currently. Now again, this is I think will go up as we learn that his suspension is yeah. maybe not going to happen this year. But the big thing between Alvin and, and Najee for me is that I don't see the Steelers' offense having as high of a ceiling as the Saints possibly could. Because again, scoring is sure. key, and so yep. I think I think I think I I want you want running backs on high scoring offenses, yep. more red zone opportunities, yep. and so I think that's why I have Alvin over uh, Najee. Very good point. Very good point. Uh, well, all right. Well, let's get to uh, this tier three, and and I have tier three, uh, a short tier, um, and, and so you've got Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette. James Conner, and I include Nick Chubb to get us to a, a top 14. I wanted to do a, a Baker's Dozen and have 13 there, but mm-hmm. I really like these first 14 to truly be 
that RB1 level uh, player. Um, and, and so I don't know how you could, you could keep Nick Chubb out of that. So Barkley, Jones, Fournette, Connor, and Nick Chubb. Who stands out in that tier for you there, Jake? So for me, and I, I didn't get to talk about him last last tier because I had him in this one, but DeAndre Swift would be in the top of this tier for me. But that's and, and and again, I'll do it just like I did Eckler. The reason he's not in tier two and he is in tier three for me, even though at the top of tier three, is because of usage. You just don't know. Like, right. God, we want we, they we want him to be that three down back for them. We want him to get the Najee workload or um, these heavy workloads that the top guys are seeing, not Jonathan Taylor, because he has that explosive ability, and he's still young, and he's shown it without, besides being hurt, he's shown that he's a top five running back possibly with the ball in his hand. So, But but they just haven't used him as such, and again, it's not going to be a high-scoring offense this year again, most likely. So I think that's what knocks him down to Tier 3 for me, um, below Najee and, and Alvin Kamara, just because of that offensive standpoint. Oh, offense overall for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would have Swift in this because Swift is the only one in this tier, I would say, that has the ability to be that top three running back possibly. Because mm-hmm. if they use him as such, he's got that receiving ability. Because receptions are key for running backs to be in that top three. Um, you see that with Jonathan Taylor and CMC. So anyways, so back to the the, the rest of this tier that you have. Um, I agree with it. Um, I think that it, this one's where it gets a little gray, a gray area. Um, because you could, e- I could easily see switching some of these guys out for some guys, maybe in our tier four, um, especially maybe more as preseason goes along. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think for sure, Nick Chubb. This is where I do would mention him. God, the biggest thing with Nick Chubb is he's such a great, great NFL running back. But just for fantasy, he just can't. It doesn't doesn't do it for you. Like when you draft Nick Chubb, you have a because of the sheer name, you're drafting him at the probably the top of the second like maybe even into the first if you really like him, but you're just not happy about it because you know, it's <laughs> it's because you know, you know, he's on the Browns. He doesn't catch the ball, but he's just such an, he's such a great runner, pure runner. So he's going to put up fantasy points for you. But I, I just, I just don't feel safe when I have him as my RB one sometimes. Um, yeah. But he, belo- but, for all, but even for all those purposes, I still think he belongs in this tier. Um, I will say uh, Leonard Fournette, is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> that definitely helps. Um, he proved it last. <laughs> he, he proved it last year. He, I believe, he was a top twelve running back last year. He was. Um, he actually ended up becoming the receiving back, I believe, as well. So he has the three down ability in that offense. Um, and so I, I think again, receptions are key. So I, I like him in this tier. Um, if if if, the, if he can get a little skinnier, but they, I think the reports are coming about now that he's not as big as maybe people were letting making him out to be. But um, either way, that's okay. And then uh, Saquon Barkley, that's the iffiest one for me that you mentioned, honestly. Mm-hmm. And that's just because he showed it great last year, and then the injury happened, and they just he just never really recovered. And then he's he's on the Giants, the worst team in the NFL, I would say right now. Um, there's just I don't foresee him ever facing any 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 less than an eight man box possibly. <laughs> Um, and so I will say this, we, and we'll, we'll, we'll mention this whenever we can to y'all. We love when guys on the last year of their contracts. Mm-hmm. So he is on that fifth year option right now. Uh, so he is probably trying to ball out to get somewhere and get that money. Cause another thing you'll learn with running backs is it's a short shelf life and they know that second contract has to hit. So that's um, the end of it. Yep. That's the end of it. So I would say Saquon, if we want to put him in here, he's at the, he's at the end of this tier for me. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. I agree with that. And I, I, I think, you know, for me, yeah, you could put Barkley down there and definitely high risk, high reward. There's just no doubt exactly, about it. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, which is a theme, which is a theme going through these tiers now. Obviously, right. the lower your tiers get, the less consistent these guys are. So you're going to look yes. for those boom bust guys. That's right. That's right. And I think as we get this tier is the last tier that you're looking at. Hey, this guy is a starter on this team. He may not be a three down back, but he's a starter with really good upside. Because that's yeah. you know, with Nick Chubb having Kareem Hunt in town at least for now, you know, you <laughs> know he's gonna, you know, he's gonna get some of those. Uh, carries taken away. He's not going to have 200, 250 carries at the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nick Chubb, to me, he is an enigma. You really want to take him higher, but as you said, he, he plays for Cleveland. And I, I don't see Cleveland getting better this year without you know Baker Mayfield. Yeah, especially uh, with Watson replaced, being out, possibly. Yeah, with Watson going to be out an extended period of time. So uh, it, it's just... It's just a strange, strange situation, uh, and I wish because if if he were playing for San Francisco, or if he were playing for the Rams, if he was playing for hell Seattle, you know, you you would feel a lot better about Nick Chubb, and because he's athletically phenomenal. Uh, I think he had one of the, uh, the top ratios of. 10, 10 yards or more runs in the league last year, the, the dude can run the football. But that said, the one guy here you didn't mention, I mentioned before, the guy that I think has the ability in this tier to jump up to, to all the way into tier one, and that's Aaron Jones. And that's we talked about that. And if we fail to mention, you know, our rankings are based upon PPR leagues. And certainly if you're a half point or no PPR, uh, take all of these with a grain of salt, especially when we say they depend upon catches. And we'll do something later if you're a no PPR. If we get some questions from the crowd, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll address those for you. But Aaron Jones filling up with those targets that were going to Devontae Adams, I think has an opportunity to really bust up into that higher tier. And so I really like him. He's my favorite in this tier to really have to, to be able to outperform it. And um but I'm also with you, Saquon, high risk, high reward, probably at the bottom for me. And was, J- James Connor the same. I, I think James Connor, you may have him in your lower tier, but I think Connor uh, it is tough to do that back to back, and so I, I'm. But Aaron Jones is the guy that I'm looking for in this tier. Yeah. So my yeah, because my my question was going to be who did I forget? Because I know so my tiers are a little different because I think I had some people included that you didn't, and okay. I didn't. I like I didn't have Connor in there, and I actually didn't have Barkley. But uh, if you wanted to include him, I had no problem with it because I was debating it myself, anyways. Well, well so let's I go to get, tier. Let's go to tier four and see what you have, yeah. James. Are you, do you have Connor in tier four? I have Connor in tier four, and I and so and I I didn't get to talk about Aaron Jones because I ta- I totally forgot that that you said his name. I have him in yeah. tier three, so that makes sense. I maybe that's why I didn't want to say anything because I, I agreed. Yeah. I know I know you're a big Aaron Jones fan. I'll let you yeah. I'll let you talk about him. But the one guy I, <laughs> the one guy I do have in tier three, and maybe this is just because you're afraid because you you just you just really don't want to like him probably because you're a fan your fan base. But yeah. I have Elliot in tier three. Um, I think I think. Because of the sheer offense, we're hearing good reports. We hear it every year. I understand that, but he it was it was proven last year that he was playing through an injury, um, and they're saying that that he's fully healed now. He's he's ready to go. I think with their wide receiver wide receiving core wide receiver core being banged up to start the year, they're gonna lean heavy on Zeke. I think they're not gonna have the first week be against the probably possibly number one rush defense Tampa Bay Buccaneers again like last year. 
Um, so hopefully he gets off to a good, a better start this year. But I think it's more because I I pushed Connor down and moved him up because I'm I'm just hearing more pros about Elliot right now and not as many as Connors. And maybe that's more just about their teams in general. I'm hearing okay. great reports about Ceedee Lamb. Dak Prescott's going to move that offense. Zeke's going to get his. He's healthy. He's run. Pollard's doing more with the receivers, so maybe he's going to stay out of the backfield as much. But then you get to Connor, and we'll talk about him in tier four a little bit, or we can talk about him now. Moon in tier four, James Connor for me is. I just had a just had a phenomenal year last year. No one saw a great story, by the way. Love love the mm-hmm. story for him. Love that he bounced back like that. Um, but there's definite regression coming. You can't sustain that TD percentage. I think that he had last year something something crazy um, down that stretch. But then you you have the whole reports about Murray and like he's he got his contract finally, and then they take out that clause. Hollywood Brown's having the off the field issues. They, their first practice together, Murray and Hollywood Brown, was this was today. I think we're recording this on Monday, uh, the fifteenth. And so there's just some there's just so much noise. Hopkins is out six weeks. You just don't. There's just not nothing good about coming out of that camp right now. I feel like right. so I'm gonna push him down and move Elliot up. Okay, I, I'm with that, and I'll I'll say we'll talk about Zeke, and then we'll go through the rest of these rankings. Yeah, I, okay. I'm. I don't disagree, and I think it to me it's more about the rise of Tony Pollard than it is the shrinking of Zeke Elliott. And uh, you know, if they were going to leave Zeke on the field for three, and, and I don't believe a thing Jerry Jones says. I, I th- yeah. at this point, <laughs> it, it's a hype machine. It's Talk like about a grain of salt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like listening to Donald Trump. So I, I you know, I I'm not. I'm just not now I'm not comparing Jerry Jones to Donald Trump. I want to be clear about that. So I don't want any death threats or anything like that. So um but a lot of hype, not a lot of proof. So um uh, for Jerry, I uh, sorry, Jerry, but Zeke's just not there for me. And I think Tony Pollard is. And and I think I think it's gonna be much more of a committee, and that's what put for me and, and so let me say this. We just talked about risk reward. There's no better value than Zeke Elliott in the third round if you can get him. Value. Don't I don't, agree. don't I expect agree. a real high ceiling, but you're going to have a really solid floor. A really solid floor. That's this a is, th- value yeah. pick in the third round. It's a risky pick in the second. It's a definite value pick in the third round. I I, I exactly. I think I think you're when you're looking for those boom bust guys, this is not it. This is the Mr. Consistent guy that's sitting yeah. around all these boom bust guys. He's yeah. never he's never once finished out of the top twelve in running backs in, in fantasy. He's never been outside the top twelve. Is his lowest finish was eleven, and it wasn't last year. He was six last year, and and everyone called him slow and said he looked boring. <laughs> he was he's running back six. So I, it's just it's just it's not flashy anymore. So I get that, and Tony Pollard is flashy. So I think everyone's just waiting for the shoe to drop, maybe, and they're really so they're using Pollard maybe as more of an excuse to really try to push Zeke down. And I'll take it because I'll I'll sit there and and run him run him into the sunset. So yeah, well I think you may be right, and so I, I think Zeke is one of those guys as you look at that tier three. He's right there on the cusp. Uh, three, four, and so I I wouldn't have a problem if he's in three and and Connor comes down. I I don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah, not and, a problem at all. And and correct me if I'm wrong. We're only we're only through 15 running backs, I think. So we're still talking yeah. about RB one guys. These RB1 guys are going to be drafted in the top two rounds or third round, possibly, where that's yeah. a great value. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, here's your tier four guys. Let's move on into them. And we yeah. you've heard us talk about Connor and Zeke Elliott. So let me go through. And there's a couple of these guys now that I think you now when you look at lists, 
guys are coming up and down these lists, and we we need to talk about them. But but this this these tiers start to get a little bit further apart, a little more folks in them uh, as we look at them and and projected points. So the next tier is Javante Williams, J.K. Dobbins, Travis Etienne. Uh, Brees Hall, which we may have to drop down after this Zach Wilson news, Cam Akers, and David Montgomery, uh, who I have said is the worst draft pick this year to have. But uh, I'll stick with it. But anyway, um, so Javante Williams, J.K. Dobbins, Travis Etienne, Brees Hall, Cam Akers, David Montgomery. If we have Connor and Elliott at the top of that or Connor at the top of that, who else do you look at in this tier that could could come up and then and then tell me who you think should come down? So you had Williams, Montgomery, Etienne, Dobbins, Hall. Was that was that it? Did I miss anybody? Acre. Acres. And Acres. You have Acres up there too. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think this is exactly where uh Javante needs to sit because, and he's the one guy out of this group that has the ability to possibly break into that top five even running backs. But it's just it's just going to be Melvin Gordon, man. If Melvin Gordon can stay healthy and can be somewhat useful for that team from a from an NFL perspective, not even just fantasy, but NFL perspective. And and you don't and uh Javante doesn't get that 70 30 split that some beat reporter beat reporter put out there. I don't see that happening at 730. I think it will still be closer to a 60 40. Um we heard the 55 45 split from another beat reporter. So um because he's gonna be limited again in volume, I think he sits here in this in this tier but definitely the one that has the highest ceiling of everyone in this tier, I think. Because we saw it last year. Boy, they, the dude's got skills. Um, and I expect that offense playing in the best division in football, a uh, lot of high scoring. I, I expect him to be very electric this year for that team. Yeah. And I was so. – not that we want to spend a lot of time talking about Javante Williams because we want to get to the guys. But I, I could not disagree more. I, I think things have really? broken – I think things have broken poorly for Javante. It, there's a reason they brought Gordon back. There must be something there. And name name me an all-pro running back with Russell Wilson. I think you can only name one. I Yeah, but, I mean, he's been with Seattle, who doesn't like to use a main guy. So. I, Marshawn Lynch. Okay, other other but yeah, than I Skittles. knew I knew the guy. I just but yeah. yeah, but so I don't I don't think they brought Russell Wilson in to hand the ball off 250, 260 times. And even if he did hand it off two hundred sixty times, I don't think all two hundred sixty are going to go to Javante. I think maybe one hundred eighty to two hundred will. And Melvin Gordon, you tell me is who's who's going to be the third third down back or the guy catching balls out of the backfield here? Is it going to be Gordon or is it going to be Williams? It, it should be. I see Javante being the guy, and then they're going to flip flop series, maybe being the one two uh, for okay. a second down bat. But I think they know. I think they know that Javante is obviously the future. They know that obviously they spent the pick on him, and he showed it last year. But I think the other thing is they brought. I think they brought Gordon back because they just didn't have anyone else, and they 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 know they can't give him the workload as a as a year two guy. Like I mean, who who are you more worried about for as from a dynasty perspective as an NFL GM? Najee getting 350 carries for the first four years of his career or Javante, who maybe they're just easing into it. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I think they're just more worried about from from that standpoint. So I'm not worried about Melvin Gordon. I think I, again, I did say, I did say, I think Melvin Gordon still will get, will be a, enough of a value to the team and maybe even in fantasy to not, that's why Javante's down here. Um, okay. And so, but I, I think, I mean, he, he flashed it last year. There, there was a, there was a three or four week stretch last year that he just dominated and it was when Gordon was hurt. 
I think actually if if it's if yeah. it coordinates no, so cor- correlates yeah. so yeah I agree move on but I, I agree he has the talent I just think the situation got poorly poorer for him from a fantasy perspective I I will say yeah Wilson being there they're gonna throw the ball more you don't bring like I agree I agree with they're gonna throw they're gonna throw but I think the offense itself will be better so he's gonna have even more opportunities they're gonna be in the red zone maybe more than when Drew Locke could get them down there or yeah. whoever whoever was at yeah. the helm so and and I think Javante's that one of those electric guys that he'll be more efficient he doesn't need the three hundred carries he just maybe he does just need the two hundred. And so, so we'll see, but I will I say this, you. the hype, the hype train is getting a little crazy. So I, I, I don't <laughs> like that. He's a second round pick currently. So, yep. There you go. Well, tell me who else you like in this, in this tier. Who's your big uh, guy? Let's just keep going with disagreements. I like David yeah. Montgomery. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, I think in this, this is the tier you're going to see where it's more, these guys all are splitting carries or they're definitely more like we already said the boom bust thing for a lot of these guys, but David Montgomery is the volume guy of this tier. He's now I know you disagree because you're like, oh, Khalil Herbert's coming in. They're good. What what do you, what do you see the split being in Chicago for these two running backs percentage wise of carries? Uh, probably sixty five thirty five. You think sixty five thirty five? So I mean, I I, th- I agree with that because Khalil Herbert did show that he's he is capable of being an NFL running back last year. But I think with 65%, Montgomery has shown he's a three-down back. And so 65%, three-down. Who else is going to throw the ball to? Who who else is going to – is Khalil well, Herbert the pass-catching back for you? Yeah, I think so. I think he's much – he's got much more speed. And I you that's a great – who are they going to throw to? Now, that's a good point. Like I said, Jarvis Landry is probably going to hurt Alvin Kamara. I, we talked about the Bears uh, wide receivers. They're skinny, both in depth of the room and the size of the players. And so Justin Fields is going to be running for his life. And they're just not a good football team. And I just don't want the older back on a bad football team. You know, that's that's my deal with Montgomery. You don't want the older back on, on the- a bad football How, how team. old do you think Javante or David Montgomery is? Uh, is he what, 26, 27? He's 25. 25? Well, yeah. Four years? Is he four? This will be his fifth year? This will be his this will be his fourth year. Fourth year. Okay. He is and, fourth and, and, year. Is, and just so and I, I always have my computer I have my computer pulled up because I knew this might have been No, you're good. you're just so, that smart. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just I that know. smart. I mean, he he has <laughs> In his three his three years in the NFL, twenty fifth running back, fourth running back, and twenty first running back. The last year was the twenty first, and he missed those. He missed four games, and he's twenty first. You think Fields is yeah. going to be worse than last year? The the Bears just, are going to be worse than last year. I think they are. I just but I don't I, see it. I, and so okay, I, here's I, another. I, and I, I'm not saying they're top five. I'm not saying he's going to finish an RB one. But hey, from this in this in this tier, he is the most consistent volume guy in this tier. Here's, here's another six pack bet for you. Okay, I think the leading rusher for the Chicago Bears is Justin Fields. No, uh, barring Over, barring uh, barring injury, you take it. You take bar, it. Barring injury, I'll take it. Absolutely. All right. Tell tell All the right. admin to put it down. Admin, mm-hmm. put the admin. There's my another six pack. Justin Fields yeah. is the leading rusher for the Chicago Bears. What was our first one? <laughs> uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, oh, yeah. are in the playoffs. Okay. No, wait a minute. What no, else? No, no, no. They, they win uh, that division. It, they, yeah, it was winning their division. Winning their division. Yeah. 
It was either that or being a top ten offense. I can't remember. No, but, no, you're right. You're right. It's top yeah. ten offense. That was yeah. That, you said that's, you that, said, that's that other podcast I made yeah, that bet with. That, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, top ten offense. Minnesota Vikings top ten offense. Yeah, right, we better you, start writing you, this down. Yeah, I know. I tell the admin. Okay, so I'll tell the admin. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, well. Okay. 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 I, we spent a lot of time on these guys. We should. So, okay. You like Dave Montgomery? I don't. But you think he belongs higher in this tier than I think, the last of the tier? I see. And I, I think he belongs behind Javante in this tier. Okay. Yes. Okay. Where do you think J.K. Dobbins goes? See, I think he's at the bottom of the tier. Really. It's just because he's if Gus. What, what's, what's he gonna? What uh, him and Travis Etienne are down there because you just don't know. You just don't know. You just don't right. know. I, I think you know more about Dobbins than you know about Etienne. Agreed, you just don't agreed. know about Etienne. We, we've seen it from him, but this is we where, haven't and seen we, yeah. yeah. We said this just a few minutes ago, and this is where we're at. We're in that risk-reward, and there's yes. more discussion, and you're seeing this, folks. There's more discussion and disagreement or or dis, or, or agreement in, these, in this tier especially because these are still quality running backs. The question is – where are they going to hit? And and these guys right here. If you hit a winner in this group, I guarantee you one of these the one of the running backs in this group is going to have a top ten year and is going to win the league for you. May not win the playoffs, but certainly is going to win the league uh, uh, dur- during the season. And that's the way it works. Which one is it going to be? They've all got pluses and they've all got minuses. I'm saying it's definitely not David Montgomery. I'm saying in this group, it's probably uh, J.K. Dobbins or Cam Akers because of, because of the offenses that they play in. I yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Um, well, no, we'll talk about Cam Akers, but um, <laughs> we'll get there. Um, but what you're seeing also, and like, and obviously, I'm again, I'm going off of what I'm seeing in front of me and what I what I'm what I've done my research on. But this is that dead zone tier too, though, because. We're talking about tiers, just running backs, but looking at ADP, like Javante Williams is the back end of the second, and then the next guy ADP-wise is David Montgomery at the back end of the third, though. There's a there's a whole round between the two. Mm-hmm. And then we're talking about Travis Etienne, J.K. Dobbins. Etienne's a mid-fourth, and Dobbins right now is a mid-fifth. So there's this dead zone in drafts, which is which is why if, if – and I always say draft how it falls to you, don't freak out, but – my strategy this year is if I get if I can get what I want, I'm getting two running backs probably in the first three rounds because I love wide receivers more in this area, right? Than than than, uh, than running backs. Now that being said, yeah. that's the that's the beauty of these tiers. You don't have to freak out if David Montgomery yeah. is or if um if J.K. Dobbins or Etn are are still sitting there in the in the third round. You can wait, but knowing hey, this is good value because right. he's still in this tier. Absolutely. Um, Definitely, so, we want to talk about that because absolutely, yeah. this is we're talking about these guys, and now all of a sudden, this is where we're going to be talking in the next couple of podcasts, or where your tier two and tier three wide receivers are going to hit, and these mm-hmm. guys are going to fall behind that as far as value is concerned. So, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But yeah. I, I anybody in this, I, I'd say anybody that we've talked about still is good value where you're drafting them here. But yeah, that, that's where I would rank them. You definitely don't want to take David Montgomery before you take James Conner. 
Let's just say that. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. That's, yeah, I agree. Even though it sounds drastically hard, that's happening. I, but, it, uh, yeah. But anyway, so, but that tier but, four, remember them, you know, uh, I'll say them again before we move on. Yeah, say them so, again. I want to make sure we didn't miss anybody. Yeah, so we've moved. Zeke Elliott's in tier three, but we've got James Conner, Javante Williams, J.K. Dobbins, Travis Etienne, Brees Hall, Cam Akers, and David Montgomery. And we we, we kind of skipped over Brees Hall because, yeah. again, rookie should be good as Michael Carter sitting behind him. So there's risk reward, as we just talked about in this, in, in, in this group. So, um, take yeah. that as you will. I mean, and I, 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 yeah. yeah, I will say, I will say just listening to the other experts in the field. Um, <laughs> I believe that this, there is a stat going around now that we've had such, um, I don't want to say fantasy dominance, but fantasy success with rookie running backs in the past couple of years, they just seem to be getting better and better. Uh, there's, a, I think, and I think this, I want to say the stat is there's always at least two rookies in the top 24 running backs. I want to say it was the stat. Uh, I think it's happened maybe the past two to three years, and I'll go I'll go look that up uh, and redact it later if, on Twitter if I need to. But yeah. um, check so, with the admin. So the IT team, yeah. IT team is looking it up exactly. So you you gotta you gotta you gotta expect maybe a healthy Brees Hall, even with Carter there, and let's just say Carter is the third down back or the passing back, and Brees Hall is strictly one two, and Zach Wilson's maybe out the first four games for what for his injury. I think. At the end of the year, Brees Hall should still finish as an RB2 and probably should have a safe floor as an RB2. Yeah. So, so I'm going to say, and again, uh, we spent a lot of time here in Tier 4 because it is a very important tier because, like I said, risk-reward. My top two players in this tier are Dobbins and Akers. Who are your two? Uh, my two tier? are <laughs> – my top two are Javante Williams. And, oh, we're putting Connor in this tier, correct? Yes, Okay, then my yeah. then my two would be Connor and uh, Javante. Javante being okay. that more risk reward, uh, Connor's being maybe that more stable guy. Okay, okay, there so. you go. All right, uh, well, we'll go on to this next tier. We're going to try to get through two more tiers tonight. And really, once we get to that, the next two tiers take us through running back, running back forty, and we can talk about a few of their outliers there. But we're we're now getting into what's called your bench strength areas that you know you may be looking at these guys for a flex. Uh, maybe you went zero running back and now you're trying to fill your RB2. These are the guys in the next two tiers are going to have that. So um, we'll start with um, – and, and you'll also see, I, I want to say that these these last two tiers uh, really have those either third down running backs who have a specialty, short yardage running backs who have a uh, specialty for scoring touchdowns, or they have a high probability of getting uh, of getting chances because of the weakness of the running back in front of them. So these are guys that aren't going to be on the field all the time, but have value when they get there. And we start up at the top. We uh, mentioned two of these guys already: AJ Dillon, Tony Pollard. Then we've got Cordero Patterson, Josh Jacobs, uh, Antonio Gibson, Elijah Mitchell, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Miles Sanders. And this this tier breaks at Ramonde Stevenson, and uh, I'm questionable about that. Uh, but he is getting all of the the hype out of camp. I think we'll talk about Damian Harrison with him in just a second because they're right right next to each other in these two tiers. But uh, um, as a matter of fact, we're going to say Damian Harrison in this tier as well. So we put Stevenson Why and Harrison not? right next to each other. Why not? Why not? So. Um, but I will say um, of those guys, Dylan Pollard, Patterson, Jacobs, Gibson, Mitchell, uh, 
C.E.H., Sanders, and then Stevenson, Harris. What do you think? You, who do you think you have as your top two in this tier? Oh, gosh. I'm going to say Jacobs and I really want to say Gibson, but I can't this year, which felt the news coming out, which I hate. Yeah. I love Antonio yeah. Gibson. I just, he just, oh, my gosh. Um, it's just not going his way right now, and he's not helping himself either by fumbling. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna say Josh. If I had to pick two, I'm gonna say Josh Jacobs, and I'm gonna go Patterson. I'll go all the Patterson out there. Yeah. Okay. See, and I I'm gonna go um, really with um, <laughs> this may be strange for folks out there, but I'm going with uh, uh, Tony Pollard and um, Miles Sanders. Coming from the back of the pack, uh, I think that, you know, we talked about it in our I, – I think Philly's going to be a much improved team. It's time for Miles Sanders to step up. You know, Kenneth Gainwell has a lot of talent. They're basically the same running back, but Miles has a little bit more experience. And uh, if that team gets on a roll, I think there's, there's value in this tier there. Although um, I would also say if you've got Aaron Jones, you might want to get A.J. Dillon. You know, yeah. not, not, that's a true handcuff, but I like him. But I like Josh Jacobs. I just think that it's uh, uh, yeah, yeah, what what you know, yeah. What is the deal? We talked why, about why are people it. down we, on him? I, I'm not down on him. I think he's properly placed. I will say that. I, I, I think if you if he's your RB two and you've gotten two wide receiver ones and an RB one and you come back with Jacobs, I, I think it's really great. Uh, I, I, I much like we talked about Zeke. I think Jacobs is his his floor is higher than a lot of the other players in this tier, but his ceiling is very limited. Um, and it's not the fact if if they're able to get closer to the to the end zone and get in the reds inside the five more than they did last year, I think Josh Jacobs has a chance to be in the top top fifteen, uh, maybe uh, top ten. I'm not going to say, but I, I think he's got an opportunity. But um, you know, I, I any guy again in this tier, it's we we get to see more of the risk reward. I mean, Ceh, if if he if he can somehow take that <laughs> job in Kansas City, <laughs> then who doesn't want to be the starting running back in the second highest powered offense in the NFL? And so, uh, <laughs> you know, why wouldn't you want to? Why wouldn't you want to be that? And so, uh, yeah. you know, I, I I agree there. But uh, for me, it's it's. Um, it, it, you know uh, the two best the two best chances in their offenses are Pollard and Sanders. I <laughs> I don't agree with that out of this tier. I had to pick two, okay. but I okay. I, I who are your two? Jacobs and who? Jacobs and, and, and who? Patterson and Patterson. I, I, yeah, and I think I think you're you're drafting better val. You're picking better values. I'll tell you that because your your guys are definitely going later than my two. I'll say that. Um, but I I think. Pollard is still just he's just not the guy and I don't think that you think that offense is going to be that high scoring that they'll be able to put two running backs in the top 24 now yeah. if Paul if Pollard becomes that freak hybrid and truly is going to run routes and truly is going to see multiple multiple targets a game then yeah that's high value um yeah. especially if their receiving core does stay limited um yeah so I and I I like Pollard. I may or may not have Pollard on a dynasty team um, <laughs> with Ezekiel Elliott. So there's that. But there's that. I will say I will say I think Josh Jacobs has just got the 
and I, I I think he could finish in the top ten. I mean, right now he's right now he's being drafted as like the RB. I want to say like around eighteen, nineteen, something like that. Um, and I mean, it just takes a couple more touchdowns, red zones with Derek Carr, Devontae Adams. I see that being a better offense this year. Um, high scoring division. He's he's not even twenty five. He's twenty four. Um, he's, he is, he has finished, he's never finished below 14, I want to say, or 18, 18 is his rookie year. He finished 14th last year, running back 14 in PPR leagues. And so I, I just, I don't see how he can't finish the top 10 and he has the highest ceiling of any of these guys finishing. I think, Yeah. I don't see Tony Pollard cracking the top, the top 10. I just don't see it. I, cause I, the volume's not there. Um, yeah. Cordero Patterson, I like a lot because he showed it last year, but then he just took a freak nosedive <laughs> for like the second half of the season. But he did show he's a big, a big player in that offense. And so again, I think volume will be there, especially if Drake London ends up missing any kind of time. Um, yeah, which we hate to see that, but um, yeah. so. Well, okay, and so I, I think this conversation you've convinced me. I, I, I'll back off of Pollard being in that top if if I can convince you to back off of Cordero. I, I think the that. last I think the last six games of last year I, I think showed that the gadget wore off. And mm-hmm. he, and, and and I'll say this. Uh, Cordero Patterson is probably one of those guys, get him at the first of the year and sell him. Trade him in week four because 100%. things are gonna go <laughs> things are gonna go to hell in a handbasket at some point in time yeah. with um uh with Mariota as your quarterback. They, so they, um, they are on pace to probably be a top a bottom a bottom five offense again this year. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't, I don't want to necessarily want a part of that. But, but I will say this: I, I think you're right. You're right. In, in looking at that, I think I'll back off of Pollard, and I, 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 I would probably go with. Um, I, I think Josh Jacobs is probably the pick there. I, but I, I would go Jacobs yeah. and Sanders. So. I will say this: of this tier, though, of this tier, though, what do you think Patterson's ADP is right now? If you had to guess, oh, I'm gonna guess. And then what somewhere. do you think? Pa- and what do you think Pollard's ADP is? I think I'm gonna guess. Quarterells is probably between late seventh to mid ninth, maybe. Uh huh. And Pollard's is probably sixth to eighth. Okay, so Quarterell is, is currently the second pick in the eighth round, so you nailed it. Okay. And then Pollard is the third pick in the eighth round. They're going back to back in ADP. Back to right back. Now. Okay. So take your okay. pick. But either way, they're in okay. out of this tier, they are the lowest ADP currently. By by okay. a lot actually. A lot. Okay. So. Well, there you go. So let's drop them down. Yeah. So, all right. Well, you convinced me. I convinced you. So let's pull them back. So I, I'm with you though on Antonio Gibson. I, I sure would like to hear yeah. some good news in the last two weeks because he sure has a talent. But man, the, the, they they brought in two guys that are going to really cut into his I, work. The team, yeah. I, the, I'll say this. The team's going to be better. He's going to be more effective for the team, but it's going to suck for fantasy. See, I I don't think the team's better at all. I think I I would rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick than Carson Wentz. <laughs> um, well, now, Car- yeah, Carson. I meant the running back room. Because, yes, the running back room because, is better. Yes. Yeah, I it, think is, it is a gonna, true it is a true New England Patriots style running back room. You have the third down yeah. passing guy. That's all he does. You have the twenty to twenty guy, Antonio Gibson, and then you have the red zone guy and and Robinson. Robinson, and, it, yeah. and it's just a fuck up for for fantasy. Yeah. So their their running <laughs> game will be phenomenal, but it is a clusterfuck for fantasy. Yes. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. 
Uh, but which, speaking of New England clusterfucks, let's talk yeah. about last before we leave. Ramondi Stevenson, Damian Harris. Do we know or do we care who wins that job? I think Harris still needs to win it, but I could easily see the Patriots doing the Patriots thing like, oh, we're not contenders this year, and Harris probably isn't going to be with us next year. So you know what? Let's just get the other guy ready to go. And so I could see them easily yeah. splitting splitting stuff up. I think – if I'm here, there's word out of camp. I can't remember if it's if it's Ramondre or if it's one of the other guys going to take the James White role since he retired. Um, I, I can't remember. I think it was Ramondre or somebody else. But I mean, whoever's getting the the whoever's getting the the passes is is who's key there. Damien, yeah. I Damien definitely gets the 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 goal line work. Uh, but I see a regression there if Ramondre takes a step forward. I just I'm not going to have a piece of this pie whatsoever. Yeah, and I don't I, want I, think- I, I don't want a piece of this pie. <laughs> Yeah, draft strategy, don't draft a fucking Patriot running back outside of the first 10 rounds. Don't do it. Exactly. Ramon J. Stevenson, ADP 1001. <laughs> so there <yeah>. you go. <laughs> and and I'll say this, uh, you know, congratulations, James White. Uh, you won many, many a fantasy bowl, and we really appreciate your six catches for 80 yards and a touchdown average. And uh, for seven years. And so thank you very much for that. Um, but um, I appreciate all you've done for, for us. But so now there, now that James White is gone, don't draft a running back from yeah. New England. So, all right. Well, let's move into this last tier we're going to talk about, Jake. And that's um, tier six. And again, we kind of kind of wander through here. These are also guys that have a significant upside. Mm-hmm. But have something wrong with them, and so they're only getting a certain percentage of carries or touches. Uh, that's the way I'll the way I'll talk about this tier. Yeah. And so, Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary, uh, Ken Walker Jr. Uh, or Ken Walker the third. Excuse me, <laughs> Mister Walker. Ken Walker the third. He's at the rookie at Seattle. James Cook. Uh, the rookie at Buffalo. Uh, Melvin Gordon the third uh, <laughs> with Denver. Now you're going to hear some names here that that may. Oh wait a minute! I thought we talked about the running back there. Mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon the third, Chase Edmonds, <clears throat> Miami, uh, James Robinson at Jacksonville, Rashad Penny at Seattle, and then rounded out with Naheem Hines and based upon the uh, what we heard out of camp, Damian Pierce uh, from Houston. So we're gonna we're gonna cap it at 41 there. Those top 41 running backs because we like what we heard about Damian. So that's a big tier, Jake. And and again, we are filling up bench strength with this group. These mm-hmm. uh, you're you shouldn't be looking for these guys other than maybe Kareem Hunt or Singletary as flex opportunities for you. But the rest of it I think you're looking at a, an RB three unless you're in a big, big flex league. So um tell me who's your favorites out of that tier. Yeah, so uh- Obviously, and even maybe in the last tier, but especially this tier, you're strictly looking at more more upside. More, you're taking ceiling as a priority now more than a floor for sure. Because these guys aren't your starters, you don't need them to be that consistent. You need them to sh- to just take the take a leap or become a superstar just out of nowhere. So, all that being said, um, I think from from all the guys you just mentioned there, I can't remember. Did you mention uh, Elijah Mitchell or Chase Edmonds? Yeah, uh, Chase Edmonds in this group. Uh, Elijah Mitchell was actually in tier five. We didn't really talk about Elijah. Mitchell. Oh, okay, you did. You did, you had him in tier five. Okay, well then I like yeah, Elijah, yeah, yeah. I like Elijah Mitchell. So it, I'll skip him then. But okay. I like Edmonds because if you can, if you can just resemble 
75, 80% of the, if the, if the offensive coordinator from San Fran can take that offense to Miami and just resemble 75 to 80% of the rushing scheme over there, I think the, and Chase Edmonds should be the leader is what we're hearing RB one there. Then I think he's definitely a value this late in the back end of your drafts um, because he's, that offense has the ability to produce RB twos um, as a starting running back there. So I really like Chase Edmonds. I think, because again, you're looking again. We're looking strictly upside here. Uh, Cream Hunt's nice because he's finished as an RB two multiple times in his career, but he's got the injuries. He's got the wanting to be traded. You just, uh, there's just things surrounding him, and the, I don't see the Browns being a high scoring offense. I can see them getting a lot, a lot of passing downs and a lot of garbage time for him to catch some passes, but um, I don't see him being maybe that high ceiling as I do for for Chase. Um, and then the only, one, the only guy I want to mention then maybe is Devin Singletary. Devin, Singles, Devin Singletary is the only guy in this tier that's part of a top five offense. Um, Buffalo is going to score. I don't foresee Devin Singletary catching a lot of passes. They drafted James Cook for that, who you have also in this tier. I don't, just from a sheer rookie standpoint, I, I don't see that offense using the rookie highly enough to be um, to have the, the ceiling Singletary can have. We especially saw it last year when they finally said, okay, Singletary is the guy, Moss is out. And we saw Singletary took that big step forward at the end of the year last year. If he can continue that throughout the year, I think he's got the best ability with Edmonds to finish as an RB2 out of this group. There you go. Well, I, I'm in complete agreement with Chase Edmonds. As much as I want to believe Miles Gaskin can be the running back in Miami because I have him on a dynasty team, I don't <laughs> think that's the case. Chase Edmonds has shown it before, a case of bad luck. A new guy came to town and took his job away. I, Chase Edmonds in this tier is the one that can actually make it up two or three tiers above this because he is an RB1 type back. So I, I'm, I'm with you there. Chase Edmonds, to me, is somebody to target in that in that, um, in that that tier. Uh, the, there's a couple of guys, uh, three, three other guys I'll mention just real quickly in there, and they're really actually down at the bottom because you've said what you uh, – Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary, I think wherever you draft them, draft them, run by that, they're good. They're definitely uh, – um, uh, Hunt's a definite RB2 because of Chubb. Singletary uh, is, is a, has great opportunity, but they just – again, Josh Allen – I won't make the same bet. Josh Allen is probably going to be one of the <laughs> leading rushers for the Buffalo Bills, and so I think that takes away from Singletary. But I agree. Um, uh, but anyway, I the, the guys to watch out for that I think provide value: James Robinson at Jacksonville, Rashad Penny at Seattle, and then Naheem Hines at Indy. And here's why I'm going to say that: uh, James Robinson. Oh, everybody's talking about Etienne, and we talked about Etienne is. Uh, two tiers above James Robinson. But understand, James Robinson had a phenomenal year last year until the injury on a really bad team. And the year before that broke out as an undrafted free agent. Just a great story, but became the guy. And so I I think um, we're forgetting that he can run a football. And um, uh, Doug Peterson does believe in multiple backs. So I, I, I think that Robinson has a chance here to be good, especially if so we said this before. If if Etienne can't pass block, I think there's going to be some issues. Even though he was, you know, it's his truly second year, but he didn't play a down last year. So I we we still have to see that, and um, uh, I like that. But um, somebody's going to win the job in Seattle, and they're going to have to run a football. 
Um, we'll talk about uh, DK Metcalf in our next uh, podcast with wide receivers, but um, so they're going to have to run the football, and I don't know that it's going to be that rookie. And so you've got these two guys in the same tier, but I, I'm not sure about that. And finally, Naeem Hines. I really like Naeem Hines for, especially in a PPR league. James White has passed the crown over to Naeem, and there was some stuff that came out the last couple of days. Um, and I think it was just to scare everybody with the first pick off of Jonathan Taylor. It may have been CMC's agent that dropped <laughs> that asked the question of um, Frank Reich about the use of Jonathan Taylor and their, all the hype about, oh, we want to restrict it. We need to get Naheem Mines more in the offense. We games, oh, no. And Matt Ryan will throw to the running back. Cordero mm-hmm. Patterson will tell you that. Uh, and uh, Mark Ingram will tell you that. And, uh, um, and so I see Naheem Hines getting a lot more work in a PPR only league. Yeah. I think Naheem Hines, I think, has an opportunity to be a strong flex RB2 for you. And uh, I just think he's got a great value where where he comes in in this in this tier. So um and we already talked about Damian Pierce early in the earlier in the in yeah. the podcast. So I like those guys. So um so Jake, let me ask you this. Um Anybody outside of these six tiers that we've talked about, anybody we haven't mentioned, they say, hey, watch out for this guy. Yeah, and these are obviously basically shots in the dark kind of people, I you would say, because they're definitely outside the top 40, maybe even top 50 um, when we're looking at them. But I think one guy I really want to uh, highlight a little bit is uh, Raheem Mostert. We just got done talking about Chase Edmonds is supposed to be the guy for Miami. Raheem Mostert has has not only been the guy in this offense, he's coming over for this offense with with the same coordinator. Um, so if for some reason, if there's an injury to Edmonds, which we saw last year, um, if anything should happen, Mostert maybe takes that starting role. Uh, we see what Mostert can do with ten an average of ten carries a game. It's very efficient. Now he's got the injuries with him, so that's why he's basically free. <laughs> in drafts and we're and we're again we're talking about guys that are outside your top 40 or 50 so you're drafting them maybe your last pick or a second to last pick whatever it may be um but has the potential to finish as an rb3 now i'm not going to say rb2s but rb3s even i think Mostert has that ability because we've seen it from him before in fantasy yeah i'm gonna say there's a guy out there and again i he may not even have to be drafted i don't think he will but I may say that for a waiver wire podcast at the end. At the end, so I'm not going to say that guy's name. But the other guy that that probably is going to get drafted as you leave the room, and I'm not going to say Khalil Herbert because we've already talked about him. You know how I feel about him. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I think you, you got to look at um, a possibility that Jarrett McKinnon takes over that role in Kansas City, and and if he does then I think you've got something. And and we'll talk about draft strategies because I think there's a lot of guys here that you've got to handcuff folks. You know, there's going to be Isaiah Spiller with um, Austin Eckler and uh, 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 Tyler Algier if you take Cordero Patterson or um, Eno Benjamin if you take – well, he didn't do so well. We better back – I'm going to back off of that. But yeah. there, are some, <laughs> there are some handcuffs out. Hassan Haskins if you draft yeah. Derrick Henry uh, that you can get really cheap. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about that. But I really do like um, – I, I think that Jarrett McKinnon, there's a reason 
they brought him back. There's a reason they kept him uh, kept him under contract, and I, I I think he's a guy that can that can fit well in offense. So somebody to watch out for, especially in PPR. Yeah, he he he. When you watch him, he looks a little bit little bit back Tyreek Hill. He looks a little like Tyreek Hill in the first five yards. Now nobody looks like Tyreek Hill after five yards. Yeah, the cheetah the cheetah is gone, but. He looks. He kind of looks like him there in the first five yards. So I, I, I think Jared McKinnon has an opportunity. Yeah, I, I, I agree, especially with more reports. I think I mentioned this on, a, on an earlier episode, but you're hearing more and more rumors now that Ronald Jones easily could be cut or taken out of this backfield because they're liking what they're seeing out of the rookie of Pacheco, I believe, um, uh-huh. and then also Jared McKinnon, Derek Gore. Um, I just they've we've seen success from all these guys, and I it would not shock me if once again we see them maybe just form a rotation. Honestly, uh, it works for it works for them in the playoffs with they rotated backs and it and it helped them out. I think they're really looking for that running back that can take over, but they know they don't have it, and so but they have a stable of I think average to above average guys. Um, Jerry McKinnon though is the more explosive, athletic guy out of, out of those guys. Besides Clyde, I think. He he's got it. Pacheco is good at special teams. He's quick. He's shifty. So he could easily take that passing down back from McKinnon. But I think McKinnon ha- he has. We're talking about guys that have a shot, and McKinnon has a shot. Yeah. So. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, all right, all right. Well, there you have it. Um, there's our top forty plus one running backs with a little bit of uh, lanyot thrown in there, so you get a little extra. Um, but uh, that does it. That does it for uh, the running back rankings, Jake. I thought that went pretty well. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know if I'm if I'm drafting with you that I've, I'm, per, you've got a chance to get Dave Montgomery, and I, I've got a chance to get Khalil Herbert, and I think that's great. Yep, and I'll pick Khalil Herbert up off the waiver wire. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, see that—that's the worst thing you can say to a fantasy guy. Well, I'll pick him up off the waiver wire. <laughs> oh my goodness! So. All right. Well, I think that does it for uh, tonight's Making the Green Fantasy Football Podcast. We will check you guys out soon. Peace. Cash out. That worked pretty well. <laughs>